0: Pinterest is great because it's not social media, which I think a lot of people just assume it is social media. It's a search engine.
1: Welcome to Minding Bliss, the podcast where we embark on a journey to unlock the incredible potential of your mindset. Join me as I dive deep into the profound impact your mindset has on your path as a mompreneur. I'm your host, Jessica, a passionate and dedicated mindset and habits coach. And I am here to guide you on a transformative path where your mindset, habits and goals merge to help you create a blissful life. Each week, we'll explore powerful strategies, inspiring stories and expert insights to help you conquer your mindset, overcome obstacles and thrive in both your business and motherhood. Whether you're a mompreneur juggling all the demands of family and entrepreneurship or seeking personal growth, this is the place for you. Get ready to transform your mindset, find the motivation that you need and take action to create the results that you want so grab your favorite drink find a cozy spot and let's get started on this incredible journey together welcome to minding bliss hey mama in this week's episode i had the honor of sitting down with Taya, a mom of two beautiful baby girls and an entrepreneur herself She's a Pinterest marketing expert who is passionate about teaching mompreneurs the power of passive organic marketing on Pinterest. This episode is jam-packed with valuable information. I originally had five questions to ask her, but I love when interviews flow naturally, and this was exactly one of those. I ended up asking her way more questions because I was genuinely curious, and I figured if I have these questions, you may as well. So be ready to take some notes, and let's welcome Taya. Taya, well, thank you so much for... Being so willing to help in this quick interview with me when we first met through Instagram, of course, that's where I usually meet people nowadays. I was so thrilled to get to know you better and specifically what you do as a Pinterest strategist because I was very frank and honest with you. I'm like, I personally use Pinterest for my personal interests but not for business and so I remember I said hey like I would love for you to just kind of speak on your expertise because there are things that you know that I don't know and that my audience don't know but could absolutely benefit including myself and so
0: thank you thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to to be here with me yeah of course I am honored to be here I mean when you asked me I was like oh yeah I've never done a podcast before so it's like this is exciting like let's go down this journey (laughs) yes yes So I'm excited and I think that's how a lot of people feel about Pinterest is they just see it as like wedding planning or baby shower planning, things like that. And there's a whole other side of it that is totally unexpected, I guess, (laughs) would be the best word to describe absolutely. So it's fun to teach people about that. I
1: love that. And I love that you love that because when you, you literally just described me, I'm like, yep, that's yep. Wedding, babies, fall outfits, winter, like you name it. I'm just like pin, 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 but nothing for actual business. And so, um, so glad. This is what you do. I'm so glad that you're going to share this with me and with my audience. So I do have a few questions that I would love to ask you and just for you to expound on people or people as in my audience hear enough from me. And so talk away, just share all the goodies that you have. (laughs) Um, So I'll go ahead and get started with the first question. And that is could you take us through your personal journey of becoming a mompreneur and what was the driving force or the why that led you to start on this journey?
0: Right. So there's two parts to this answer. The first part is I was working a nine to five because we needed it to pay the bills, obviously. So even as a mom, I was having to juggle that. But then there's this other side of me where it's like, I enjoy being creative and having those passion projects and chasing that side of things because it just feels good. It's like, obviously being a mom gives me purpose, but there's other things outside of motherhood that give me purpose as well that I want to entertain and go after. So I have goals, I have dreams, and I feel like as a mom, it's so important to teach your kids that you can have anything you want you just have to work hard for it and not give up when times get rough so that's kind of where the driving force is like before it was just for me out of necessity but now I've got a three-year-old and she watches everything that I do like even if I don't want her watching she's watching so I feel like it's important for her to see like my mom's a badass like look at this girl she's working her nine-to-five but she's also chasing what brings her joy so it kind of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, it it kind of just, I don't know. It felt right, and it still feels right. So I'm gonna keep chasing it <laughs> until the wheels yes, fall Yes, <laughs> and that's amazing. I
1: love if you can hear in the background, like this is what it's like to be a mompreneur. It's like your kids are all over, but you got to oh, yeah. do what you got to do. And and you know, I think it starts out like that for many mompreneurs, including myself. It's just like you got to. You just, like I said, you got to do what you have to for the moment because you want to bring an income or you're just trying to get on your feet. And then you realize, Hey, I actually really enjoy this, or maybe I don't enjoy this, but I just, there's another opportunity that I can take and I can pivot. So I feel like having that passion is what makes all the difference in what you're doing. And it's what is going to keep you going, moving you forward, even on the days that you're just like,
0: yeah, I'm not feeling it today,
1: but. That yeah. force is so strong that you're like, nope, I'm getting up and getting it done. <laughs> so
0: yeah, it's kind of like motherhood. Like yep. there are days where you just don't feel like dealing with it and I mean not in a yeah. negative way but some days are just a lot and especially like as you hit these transitional ages it's like there's challenging days and then there's house housework that still needs to get done and like work work that needs to get done so there's all these things and trying to juggle it but you just have to push through because at the end of like the chaos or the hard times is something so beautiful that's going to be worth chasing and worth continuing on oh
1: my forward. gosh yes that actually reminded me I was listening to a podcast um from I don't know if you know Ed Milette but I love him he's so inspirational and motivational and he was sharing um a story so it was an analogy which I am all about analogies I'm like I feel like I learned so much better but basically he said if and I'm probably going to botch this but I'm gonna do my best and that was that he said What if you were at some meeting with someone and then you get a call or a text saying that your husband or your wife or your child just got in a terrible accident and you got to be there. So what do you do? You're going to get up and head out. Exactly. (laughs) But so what if someone in the meeting says, hey, like, Taya, what are you doing? Are you crazy? You have to finish this meeting. You have to take notes or you have to do X, Y, and Z. Would you be like, oh, yeah, that's true and then go back and sit down? Or would you be like, get out of my way? I got to go and get my child. Right. Then he says, then he co- continues on. He's like, okay, so what if you're literally about to leave the building and someone asks to you and says, Hey, you can't leave the building. I'm going to lock the doors because you have to stay and you have to finish this project. And what do you say? Oh yeah. Okay. That's true. I got to I got to You know, got to do my assignment right now? Or would you find a way to break down that door and get to where you need to be?
0: No, absolutely. Chairs will be fine. Actually, like you
1: would do anything. <laughs> it's so funny. As he was telling the story, I was driving and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I would do anything to get to my child or my loved one. If you know, they just got in an accident or something happened. And then he said, this is how you need to be with your goals. You know, if you yeah. want to achieve something so big, And you're going to have obstacles. You're, there are going to be days where they're just hard. Are you just going to be like, yeah, I guess maybe this is just not meant for me. Yeah, I guess I'm, you know, this was not worth my time or money. Or do you say, no, this is going to make me stronger and I'm going to go and get what I have in my mind. And so anyways, when you were sharing that, I'm like, that story just came to mind because our driving force is what's going to push us forward. And I'm not saying that we do need times to either pivot or pause because we want to avoid burnout, but, and we also need to make sure that we keep our why so emotionally attached to what we do because that's, yeah, that's what will help us to achieve our goals, even on the days that are just like straight up, yeah, not feeling it. (laughs) So
0: Yeah. I think that's a lot of the journey as being a mompreneur too is you have to find that balance where you're not feeling burnt out all the time because motherhood on its own like you have days like you said that you feel burnt out so when you add this other factor into the mix it's like you're trying to find that balance that you can balance your motherhood because that's your priority obviously but You also want to do what brings you joy without feeling overwhelmed. And I think that's where a lot of what I teach comes into place because I don't want Pinterest, that's what I teach, to be the overwhelming thing, to be that thing that sends you over the edge. I want it to be like a very cohesive part of your marketing strategy that isn't a whole another platform to learn, isn't a whole other obstacle. It just like fits in perfectly. And that's what my entire business is like because I don't want to feel burnt out. I want as much yeah. as I can, I want to be able to balance.
1: Yes, and that's so good. I, and I love that you said that because that kind of takes me to the second question that I want to ask you and get into the Pinterest side of what you what you do. And that is, could you explain um, how Pinterest can
0: be a valuable platform for mompreneurs? Yeah, so Pinterest is great because it's not social media, which I think a lot of people just assume it is social media. It's a search engine. So when people, other moms, whatever your business, your niche is, they're going to this platform to search for something in particular. They're not scrolling like you are on Instagram or TikTok or anything like that. It's like very intentional what they're going for. So it gives you an opportunity to play heavy on your niche and be found. And unlike Instagram and TikTok, where it's like, quit everything's gone 24 to 48 hours you constantly need to be pumping out content it's what we like to call evergreen so content lives on for a lot longer which gives moms a great shot it can be very passive growth it can be very organic growth you don't need to spend money on ads if you don't want to and it's just easy once you kind of get over the learning curve and learn it as a business tool instead of a scrolling like intentional hey i'm looking for baby right. shower yeah. <laughs> <Decor laughs> tool.
1: that's so true and that's so interesting that you say that because yeah it's not like social media it's not like instagram where you scroll yes of course the mm-hmm. algorithm will push similar topics but it's not like you're searching for it going on the search engine you know on the search box and typing wedding invites or business coaches like you specifically what you look for you're going to find on pinterest
0: yeah Definitely. And I think that's what kind of gives the upper hand. And it's easier to be found, whereas like Instagram and TikTok, the algorithm really favors like numbers. It's all about numbers. Pinterest is about numbers too, obviously, because if if people are really enjoying your content, what you're putting on the platform, you're going to be seen more, but it gives a good chance to the little guys, just like it does the bigger guys. So small, small, small businesses can still succeed on the platform just as well as big businesses. And it doesn't have to be an ad spend situation or a, a numbers game. It's just like you have to get over the learning curve and then it's fair chance for anybody. That's so interesting. So with you saying that, what are the specific benefits
1: that mompreneurs can give from from using Pinterest as part of their business strategy?
0: Yeah, so Pinterest for me, I've been doing virtual assistant work for since 2017, I think. So I've seen a lot of the growth that Pinterest has gone through, a lot of the changes that have happened. And it really, the one thing that stayed consistent is, like I said, organic passive growth. So passive to me in 2016 is when I started sharing content on Pinterest. It was the first platform that I really felt comfortable with because I didn't need to overshare my content or like my life, my story, anything like that. It was solely about my content which feels great because you're not keeping up with the Joneses or anything like that. It's just your content, which is what we all started our business based on is our content. And then you kind of have to morph your story into it to appease like Instagram and TikTok, things like that. But with Pinterest, it's passive in the sense that when I started posting content in 2016, that content today in 2023 still brings me upwards of a thousand people to my website every single month. So I'm not reposting that content from 2016. My blog has nothing to do with the content I created in 2016, but it circulates. It's got good keywords. It was resonating with enough people for it to still be doing good seven years later. So I think it just gives you a good shot at... Passive growth that's evergreen, like I said, consistent. You don't have to burn yourself out trying to constantly pump out content. And that is like one of the best things that you can ask for in a platform because no other platform will give you those kind of conversions this long down the road.
1: (laughs) Wow. So many light bulbs right now. So basically you search for something. So let's say you're searching for how to grow your email list. Let's just say that. Okay. Let's say you use Pinterest for that. You search it, you find something, you click on that, that takes you to their website or their blog on the website. They're selling, let's say the top 10 ways to grow your email list, you purchase it, that's income for you. So that's a passive income that you're talking about, right?
0: Yeah, passive income and passive growth. I mean, passive in the sense that the traffic is yeah. passive. So a 1000 people are coming to my website every month, and I don't yeah. have to do anything. I mean, that's just based off content that I shared way back then. So I'm not having to repost this content, reshare nothing. It's I posted it one time. And it's still yeah, doing really that. well for me. It's still subscribers to my email list. It's still turning into sales, things like that. So it's not like you're constantly having to pump out content. And I mean, there's a learning curve there because I was very blessed this year to get in contact with the head of the creators of the health and wellness side of Pinterest. So that's been a blessing because whenever I have questions, I just email him. He lets me know what's going on, what changes are coming, which has been great. Yeah. Obviously, because then I get to share it with my audience. So his biggest thing was don't panic post at the end of the month. Like don't just post right. a bunch just of post. things because you forgot about it all. But it's not like the other platforms in the sense where you don't need to show up multiple times every day to gain traction I mean if you post a few times a week cool because if your content is strong enough and your keywords are strong enough because keywords it's a search engine so keywords are so crucial and I really trust that like your keyword game needs to be so strong on Pinterest because otherwise you'll just get lost so it's really about like consistency but not adding to the burnout and the overwhelm And just being able to show up on the platform with what feels right. And it'll continue to convert for you for years down the road. That's amazing.
1: So that makes me wonder, are entrepreneurs using Pinterest for their business? Like, are they actually going and searching? Or of course, because I'm not really on Pinterest for business. I don't know the answer to that. I obviously know that they're on Instagram because that's my platform. I know there's a lot obviously on Facebook, TikTok, but is Pinterest actually growing for
0: entrepreneurs and are they using it for their business? Pinterest is definitely used by entrepreneurs in the sense that it's, easy to use for multiple types of business. So you can get business advice. So that gives it an in for all of the business girlies that are like service-based or digital product based or things like that. Entrepreneurs can use it if they're product based. The only type of business that I think wouldn't do so hot on Pinterest is like a very location based brick and mortar. They don't sell anything online. There's no services they can do online. Things like that might have a little bit harder with time. like instagram has its location tags and tiktok does too pinterest isn't so good with location dependent things but every other business if you have an online presence even if you are an influencer pinterest is leaning in the direction of content creators coming on the platform sharing content the same way you would with instagram reels or tiktoks things like that so entrepreneurs can use it in pretty much any situation which is great because it means it's well-rounded it's fair game for anybody and like I've gone on Pinterest looking for business advice or I've gone on Pinterest looking for certain items yeah. that I want, clothing, things like that. Like you just kind of go down a rabbit hole of all these good tips, yes. all these good yeah. finds, wouldn't finds on Instagram or TikTok because they're not search engines. So true. I think you're converting me right now, <laughs> but it's so true. I, <laughs>
1: I've i even looked up branding photography, right? Like poses and things. So I could totally see how you do use that for business and also like once you're using Pinterest and you're just going to go back to it because now you've used it for business you're going to go just how I go back to what are the you know what styles for fall you know what are some you know so Mm -hmm. I go back to Pinterest for those reasons so I'm assuming that if you're going to start using it for business and you get the value that you're looking for you're going to go back and use it so oh yeah wow so good I'm mind blown right now but you mentioned that using keywords is a must. That is so important. So what are some other proven strategies or techniques that mompreneurs can implement on Pinterest to drive traffic, to grow their audience and to, I would say ultimately boost their business?
0: Yeah. So the number one thing, and I, this is the first thing I teach everybody when I'm teaching anyone about Pinterest Keywords are a must and you need to have a strong keyword game. Luckily, they're very easy to research even through Pinterest or answer the public, things like that. But keywords are so strong on Pinterest that pins will even start to surface on Google. So if you type something on Google, sometimes one of the first things you'll see will be pins. And It's not like that on a lot of other social media platforms. So for them to even be ranking on Google just shows you how important it is to really understand keywords, where to put them, what to put, take advantage of the holidays. I mean, if you're not on Pinterest, I always recommend starting in like August, especially if I can catch someone in August, I'm like, get on Pinterest now because the fall keywords start trending and we can kind of add fall keywords into anything like service-based businesses. You could do like get your back to school special because you don't have time school starting so I can be your VA, things like that. You know, like that sounds silly, but obviously i word worded a lot better, but it's just so important to start sneaking those keywords in there, not just because they'll start circulating quicker, but also the power of Pinterest is you're posting in fall of 2023 without you having to do anything fall of 2024 those pins that you posted in 2023 will start recirculating without you having to do anything. You don't need to post them again. You don't need to create new content. It's just recirculating because it's pulling the keywords and they're ranking in their algorithm. So I always say, do your keyword research. First. Like that is the first thing. Pin graphics are strong. Like they're important because you're scrolling on a phone. Phone screens are yeah. so small. Like so obviously you want, if you're product-based, your images need to be clear and beautiful and styled. And then if you're in like the blogging space or the service industry and having to create gra- graphics that are like five Pinterest tips, things like that, like you want people stopping mid-scroll and being like, ooh, yeah. I need to learn more. So that's where I guess you can kind of relate it to the other platforms Um, mainly I guess Instagram with the static posts or the carousels is because you want someone to see that and stop in their scroll and like have to click onto your content but for the most part you will not rank unless you have strong keywords because it's a search engine and it's just like Google so if you go on Google and you just type in something silly you're going to get silly results and the same thing Pinterest like people go there looking for things so keywords all the way. I could preach about it all day. (laughs) So would you recommend, for example,
1: even using chat GPT to help you with keywords? I'm just thinking, are there keywords that are overused or oversaturated where your content almost gets drowned by other people's content
0: yeah so that definitely happens just like any other platform but that's when you're wanting to pay attention there's different ways to find keywords but one of the ways that I use personally is their ads tool and I know I said I don't use ads I really don't I don't pay for ads but one of the benefits of having a Pinterest business account is you have access to the ads tool and you can go under their demographics and see what searches are ranking what are oversaturated things like that without ever having to actually purchase or set up an ad that's awesome (laughs) so it's kind of like a little code that they'll probably discontinue at some yeah. point because people do it like that. But you can rank that way just to see what's oversaturated. And then same, they have a trends tool when you have a business account. And that's another great way to see like what's oversaturated or what's just right for your business. So just using tools, finding tools like that, where you're not going into a situation where you're going to get drowned out, but you're also like gonna rank well because you're using the right words you what your content is that makes sense and
1: you mentioned thank you for answering that well thank you for answering all of these questions but um (laughs) I still have you were saying to you want to stay consistent right so what does Mm -hmm. consistent
0: look on Pinterest versus Instagram for example So consistency on Pinterest is a little different than Instagram. Instagram, you have to really post a lot to be seen, I feel like. And I don't know, maybe I'm just misunderstanding Instagram. But the more you post, the more chances you have to get seen. And while that is true on Pinterest too, you don't have to post as much. So if you're posting two, three times a week, but your quality of content is really good and your keywords are really strong and your graphics are like kick ass, then you're not having to post daily. I mean, like any other platform, if you're posting daily, cool. But that's another thing I stress is don't let Pinterest be the platform that overwhelms you because it doesn't need to be. I mean, you do not need to keep up with the Joneses on Pinterest. And I will swear by that. So consistency, show up two times a week if that's all you have or repurpose your reels and your TikToks into Pinterest videos or idea pins, things like that, where it makes it a lot easier to stay consistent and it's not like overwhelming. Yeah. And it's not even time consuming. Yes. Of course it requires,
1: like anything requires time, but at least you're not creating content for days. I feel like if you are passionate about a topic, it comes naturally. Yes. Maybe spend an hour creating a few graphics or videos, like you said, but because you love it so much, it almost doesn't feel like it's part of your business. And also it doesn't right. overwhelm you because if the content is so valuable, it'll just automatically, if you add the keywords, right. Like, and you are right. showing up, that's going to help you grow. That is so cool. I literally just said what you said, but yeah. I just need to say that to understand. it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes someone will understand it differently if it's right. differently, And I think, Another great thing about Pinterest is they have in-app scheduling. So just like Instagram, they you can schedule your content ahead of time. So that way you are not physically having to manually show up day in and day out. Like if you go on once a week and you're sharing three reels that you posted on Instagram, just schedule yeah. them out. Like every Sunday, go schedule them out. You know, it doesn't need to be overwhelming. It could be quick. Yeah. You could share your caption in the description. You can, I mean, minus the hashtags, take right. the hashtags out. But the title, just write a quick title and then you're done. It's so easy. Link it back to your website, link it back to what you're selling and that's it. So it's it's very easy to make Pinterest work for you and you not have to work
1: exactly. for it. Exactly. I love that. You mentioned hashtags. Does that mean the hashtags
0: yes. are the keywords or is that separate? No. Hashtags used to be a big thing on Pinterest. So everyone thought you had to sneak hashtags yeah. at the end of your descriptions it's they go solely based off keywords now so if you're putting hashtags it just looks spammy on pinterest instead of like something that's productive so just stick to your keywords find strong keywords that you can sneak into your description and your title or your pin image and you'll be solid
1: okay those wow so good so so good so As mompreneurs, you know that we're always trying to find ways to make our time work for us, right? And you said that the whole point of Pinterest is to have Pinterest work for you and not, in other words, against you, right? Right. Do you have any other time-efficient tips for using Pinterest effectively without becoming overwhelmed? I know you already kind of mentioned, you know, use the scheduling tool within Pinterest, which I think that's amazing, but do you have anything else on top of your, of your mind right now that has helped you or your clients that
0: could also help other mompreneurs? Yeah. So scheduling is a must. I feel like they have in-app scheduling, which is free. So for up to two weeks, you can schedule your content. I always recommend doing that, especially as a mompreneur where time's already an issue, trying to juggle all the things we're doing. And then that's a free option. A lot of times I'll recommend a paid option and my paid option would be Tailwind. And there's a few reasons for that. The scheduling is so easy that they tell you when to post, what to post, all of that. They give you a marketing strategy. They go based off what kind of business you have, whether you're a product or a digital product or service things like that. They'll give you a full marketing plan, what to post, when to post it. And another like little fun fact about Tailwind is you can also schedule Instagram through it. So it's kind of like a two birds, one stone situation. You're in there scheduling your Instagram, just throw it on Pinterest too real quick and it makes it very easy. Another great thing about Tailwind is... The ghostwriter is what they call it, but it's basically their AI writing tool. So you enter your keywords that you've already researched because we know how important keywords are on Pinterest. You just enter your keywords and their ghostwriter will write a description for you or write a title for you and you don't have to do anything. So that has been a godsend in me creating content on Pinterest. And I've used Tailwind almost the entire time that I've used Pinterest. They didn't have that back in the day. So that's a fairly new feature, but that is such a time saver because then you're not having to sit there and think about descriptions. If it's not coming from Instagram, like you're not repurposing it, you don't have to think of a fresh description or a title or anything because it's using your keywords that you've already researched and creating something that flows, that sounds natural. And they give you a couple options to choose from so you can pick your tone of voice. So Tailwind is definitely another, if you're willing to pay. I mean, a lot of people in the beginning, we don't have extra money to be throwing around. So always go the free option in the beginning. But if you can't afford it, Tailwind will save you a lot of time in the scheduling and also the description writing. That's amazing.
1: Thank goodness for technology nowadays. Like. It literally saves us so much time. You don't have to spend energy and time thinking about a caption, right. which I feel like captions were always the hardest thing to come up with, whether yes. Instagram, Facebook, whatever you name
0: it, but having right. this tool that can help you. Holy cow. That's yeah. And then while I'm on the subject of time-saving hacks, because I just remembered too, if you use Canva or if you don't use Canva, get on Canva. <laughs> Especially for Pinterest, if you are in the service-based business, because you can go create What I do is I create five to 10 templates for Pinterest that are already pre-sized and everything. I go fill in whatever I'm posting about. So that way I always have those on hand and I'm not having to create fresh designs every time. Not only does it save you time, but it also teaches people when they're scrolling across your content to recognize your brand, your colors, your theme. So it's brand awareness as well, which obviously we know how important that is for like repeat customers or people coming back to our website if you're a blogger. So that is definitely a game changer. And my second one would be a keyword bank. So for Pinterest, I use keyword banks and they are 30 to 50 words. So that way I have the keywords ready to go. I can plug them in to my Tailwind. If you don't use Tailwind, you can just kind of plug them into your description. Maybe you can come up with like a little template for descriptions, but it makes it very easy to just plug them in whatever content I'm writing about and go. So a keyword bank is another must when I'm trying to save time. And that goes for Instagram, too, or even TikTok. So there's a little fun fact for all the platforms. Yeah, <laughs> that is so awesome. Talk about time hack. That's exactly what all yeah. mamas
1: need. If you can save, right. even if it's five minutes, like if you can save five minutes in yeah. whatever you do, those are five extra minutes that you can use for something else. And that makes all the difference.
0: Right. Yeah, I think it's so important to find like cheat codes whenever you can. So that's one of my cheat codes for sure. That's
1: amazing. Oh my goodness. Okay. I just have to say that in this interview that we're doing, we're doing a video, but I never get the video. I'm just doing the audio, but everybody should see Taya do- doing what she's doing right now. She's pacing her baby, bouncing <laughs> so that baby can calm down. This is what being a mompreneur is.
0: Right. That's why it's like, I'm tempted to tell you to pause, but you know, like I've got my tripod in my hand. I'm trying to distract my baby and my toddler. So that they don't see each other so that they can't feed off each other's energy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't have two kids yet, but I know what you mean. I definitely know what you mean. Sometimes my husband is like the second child. My baby's like falling asleep. I'm like, don't look at him. Don't breathe next to him. Let him sleep.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is the reality of being a mom and this is what yeah. my day in business looks like. So, I'm I'm doing a podcast right now, but if I wasn't doing this podcast, this is what my life would be like at my computer, you know? And like my baby's 4 months old, so she still needs to be bounced when she's feeling uncomfortable and toddler's three so it's like she still needs attention and wants to be silly whenever mom's on the phone because it's funny so a thousand percent it's just the reality of being a mom
1: business exactly and i love it it's definitely always different every day looks different
0: every hour looks different and they keep you entertained yeah <laughs> so. yeah sometimes it's like they keep oh. you busy <laughs> it's it frustrates me sometimes but then at the end of the day it's like you know what yeah. they're only this little for so long yeah and in a like yeah. a week from now I'm gonna look back and be like do you remember when I was mommy was doing in that podcast and you just would not stop <laughs> kicking baby like
1: <laughs> time. you're right? like we have evidence we have proof yeah <laughs> No, I love that. I just had to mention that because like you said, that is the reality of being a mompreneur. And that's what makes it beautiful and chaotic at the same time. Right.
0: Yeah. Beautifully chaotic for sure. That should be every mom's motto. Like every mom in business, especially because your business is your baby too. So you're every physical baby you have, add a baby on top of it because your business is your baby.
1: (laughs) Exactly. No, you said you said that perfectly. (laughs) I love that. So I'd love to ask you one last question. So funny because I had five questions that I wanted to ask you. And I have asked you way more than five questions, but no, totally. I mean, I genuinely just want to know. I'm so curious. I'm like, Oh, that's so interesting. Ooh, I want to know about this. And you're just answering them from left to right. So <laughs> I mean, fun. if this isn't your expertise, I don't know what is because you you have answered everything so perfectly. Oh. So what would you say? What's the single most important piece of advice that you'd like to leave with our mompreneurs who aspire to thrive in both their business and
0: motherhood? that's a hard question because I have learned a lot over my time being a mom and being a mom in business and I think the most important thing I've learned is as someone who is very routine I thrive in routine like it just feels good I love when things go my way and I don't have any hiccups yes when you are a mom That doesn't happen. When you're a mom in business, that definitely doesn't happen. No. So learning to go with the flow, as gross as that sounds for me to say, because I'm so not a flowy person. I'm a very structured person. Oh my gosh. We are the same person. (laughs) And, And that would be my best piece of advice is just go with the flow. Give yourself grace because beating yourself up about things not going right or going as planned or going the way you wanted them to it's just not worth it I mean you are already doing so much just by being a mom and wanting to be in business that that should be validation enough for you having the guts to go chase your dreams while being a mom and trying to care for a small human like yeah you're doing it you're doing it already so I guess that's too. go with the flow (laughs) and give yourself grace Those are so
1: good. I love those because that's exactly what you got to do being a mompreneur. Absolutely. And I guess with what you said, give yourself grace. That kind of goes with just take things as slow as you need to. You're not not in a rush. You're not competing against anyone. You're on your own journey, your own path. And it looks very different. I was talking to a friend the other day, and we were talking about this exactly, is the fact that if I didn't have my baby, I would be probably doing a lot more things and faster. And because like you said, I'm also very routine. I'm very, very type A, which having a baby kind of threw that out the window. And I've had to work through my thoughts and emotions and mindset and all that. But... Just understanding that you'll get to where you want to and take it as slow as you need to. Every day will just look messy, but
0: it's part of the journey. I think that's something that I struggle with, too, is, like, the mess. I wasn't used to it because I'm a very, yes. like, yeah, type A yep. person. So the mess became at a couple points. And it, it still is something that I have to kind of pivot around. It's It becomes yep. overwhelming, and things aren't happening fast enough. Things aren't going yes. right. Things aren't going my way. And it's, like, that is discouraging at times for sure because then it's like well if this was meant to be what have happened already or like oh like this should be happening for me already I should be successful already I should be growing already all these things and it's like no because when your mom your timeline just looks different and okay <laughs> Absolutely.
1: I mean, I know so many women who go back to college after their kids are 18 and gone. I mean, that should speak very loudly that your kids yeah, are a priority and you can still work on your goals. But there are some things that you will have to put away for a time. It's not that you're quitting. It's just that you're taking a pause because your values and priorities look different than when you didn't have kids. Or when your baby was just a newborn versus when they're three, four, five, eight, and now they're in school. And so, yeah, it looks very different. But anyways, that advice that you gave was just so on point. It was just so good. I love that.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's one of the things that I still struggle with, but I want other moms to know they're not alone in it. You know, I think it's important to share the reality of it and the messiness and the chaotic, but it's beautiful because it's your journey it's going to work out for you the way it's supposed to exactly
1: and one day you'll look back and you'll be like wow I am proud of myself (laughs) I'm so proud and I did so good more than good I did amazing
0: and you get to show your kids that like how cool is that you get to literally show your kids and be a role model to them like because they'll be all these books where it's like oh entrepreneurial women that I show my daughter and that." But like wouldn't that be cool if instead of seeing it in a book, like she got to see her mom do that, like my mom grew a business, like that would just be so cool to show her. Oh my gosh. I can only
1: imagine because that's so true. You see all these amazing articles, Instagram, (laughs) these women that are entrepreneurs and are so successful. But what if you were that person? You know, what if your girls, your kids could see that? Wow. My mom. Yep. She did that. If she can do it, I can do anything.
0: Exactly. And that's, that's the exact so energy I want to instill in both. Of yes. Lives. So. Oh, yeah. Powerful.
1: Wow. <laughs> oh, so powerful. Mic drop, please. This was such a good episode. Good interview. Like, I just learned so much. I love your personality. I just love the way you convey your expertise, your message. I love that you're doing this with your girls. <laughs> like, I love that you're doing this while you're bouncing your baby and moving from one place to another when you need to and it's just so beautiful it it honestly I know you said it was an honor to be here but it's an honor for me to interview you and to have you on this episode on this podcast like wow Taya this was incredible I
0: appreciate that no I really do and I'm glad that your audience doesn't get to see the video because my tripod moving everywhere (laughs) my kids kicking it like my baby like it's chaos no worries I got you (laughs) it's the reality you know like if it wasn't my tripod, it would be my computer that I'm moving room to room because someone's not happy in one room. So
1: (laughs) that's okay. Hey, that's okay. I love that. But Hey, I know that my audience would love to connect with you and would love to know like, all right, this was so good, but where can I learn more? If I have questions, how can I get in touch with her? So what are the best ways for them to connect with
0: you? Okay. Well, there's a few. (laughs) Okay. List them out. So I have my website, which is bohemiancrossroads.com. That's been my website since 2016. That's where you can see my real life Pinterest examples, everything. But now there's kind of a transition into BC Biz Mama, which is also on the Bohemian Crossroads website, but it's just like a little offshoot and a link separate on there. And that's where you kind of can see the, the behind the scenes of the Pinterest situation. So the more marketing side of what I do. And then BC Biz Mama on both Instagram and TikTok. Instagram, I'm awful at. I can't stay consistent. TikTok, I'm all over. So if you're looking for free advice, go to TikTok because I post so many free (laughs) videos on TikTok. I
1: love that. I will go ahead and add all of these to the if, show notes.
0: If you're looking for advice, definitely go to TikTok. I'm a little, a little less active on Instagram. I do stories sometimes, but the, the feed posts are mostly just repurposed TikToks or some carousels you can find on there. But TikTok, if you're looking for <laughs> the uh, consistent content and then obviously I do my Pinterest thing too. So, so
1: good. I, I will add all of these to the show notes so that they can connect with you. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for juggling all the things and still showing up. Your babies are precious and I love seeing them. <laughs> so
0: thank oh, you. Thank you. No, I appreciate it so much. Thanks for the opportunity. and It was cool to connect.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. And until next time, thank you for tuning into another empowering episode of Minding Bliss. I hope you found inspiration and practical steps and strategies to elevate your mindset and navigate the joys and challenges of mompreneurship. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an opportunity to feel your growth and transformation. And hey, mama you know, sharing is caring. So feel free to share this podcast with other mompreneurs who could use a dose of inspiration in their day. Also, I would love to hear from you. What was your biggest takeaway? Send me a personal message to my Instagram at empowering and let me know. Now, before I go, please remember this one thing. You have the power within you to create a life of bliss. It all starts with the transformative power of your mind. Keep believing in yourself, taking inspiring action every single day and embrace the journey. Until next time, Mama, keep thriving, keep shining, and keep minding bliss.